In this episode of the Motor City Hypnotist Podcast, this is Secrets of the Stage Part 2. If you've not listened to Part 1, jump back an episode. Um, you'll be caught up to right where we're at right now. But I'm sharing with you kind of secrets of what happens during a stage hypnosis show. Some behind-the-scenes stuff. Some things that might be happening that you're not even aware of. Um, and it's just interesting. Pe- people, people are fascinated by hypnosis and how it works. So I'm going to tell you why. In my humble opinion, my shows are so good because there are certain things I do, yeah. and and uh, you know some of it's behind the scenes stuff that you never see. So oh, we'll come around, pat you on the back yeah, here in a second. Absolutely. Yeah. And as usual, we're giving away a bunch of free stuff. Hang in there. We'll be right back. Get ready for the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright, originating from the suburbs of Detroit, Michigan. He has hypnotized thousands of people from all over the United States. David R. Wright has been featured on news outlets all across the country and is the clinical director of an outpatient mental health and hypnosis clinic located just south of Detroit, where he helps people daily using the power of hypnosis. Welcome, the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright. What's happening, my friends? This is David Wright, the Motor City Hypnotist. We're back with another episode of the Motor City Hypnotist Podcast. Welcome back. Bernie decided to uh, sit on your microphone. Oh, Bernie, there he is. Those of of you on Facebook Live, you'll know what we're talking about. Those of you on audio, you missed it. (laughs) You missed it. Yeah, you 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 can't see it. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for joining us, folks. Um, this is another episode. That's Matt Fox, the other voice you hear. Happy to be here. You're here in the podcast, Your Voice, Southfield Studios. Doing a podcast, yeah. having a drink, doing a podcast, and uh, having a good time, uh, yeah. as, as we usually do. You know, Matt and I, we do like each other. Um, <laughs> you know, you're, 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 good to, you're good to talk to. You're, you're a good friend. You're, <laughs> well, it's fun I would to hope talk so, because I'm a therapist and a hypnotist. Uh, I, would, I would hope I'd be <laughs> well, good to talk to. it's not just that. It's just, you know, you're very open. You're very honest. Yeah. You know, and you don't hold back from opinions or what have you. Yeah, and, that's true. And I, I appreciate what you bring to the table. Your, yeah. your, your show has enlightened me. Uh, if you will, over the past couple of years now. So thank you for what you do. Oh, thank you. Um, You know what, Matt? What? I'm very important. Uh, I have many leather-bound books, and (laughs) my apartment smells of rich mahogany. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't heard that one in a while. It's been a while, yeah. So yeah, folks, we're here on the podcast, Your Voice, Southfield Studios. Um, if, if you're ever interested in doing a podcast, uh, podcastyourvoice.com, they will hook you up. I'm telling you, it is the easiest thing. I walk in, I do my podcast, I walk out, and I don't have to worry about any of the, the details or the back end or the front end. Right. Yeah. Just need your show notes. Just Yep, yeah, just show notes. Which, <laughs> I know. Shout out to Jamie, yeah, who honestly. every week emails me on Tuesday, uh, I need your show notes. <laughs> no, we're here. we definitely yeah. are here to make sure that yeah. uh, your your voice, your brand, whatever you, whatever it is that your yep. podcast represents, we want to help make that happen. Yeah, absolutely. So. Let me tell you, folks, where you can find me, MotorCityHypnotist.com. It's my website. Check it out. All kinds of cool things on there. You can find me on social media, Facebook and YouTube, which are both Motor City Hypnotist, and on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat, which are all Motor City Hypnotist. Hypno, H Y P N O. 
And as usual, we're giving away a free hypnosis guide that is available on every episode we do. It's in the show notes. Speaking of show notes, is, is when I get them sent to Jamie, those show notes get posted. Yes. And, and you'll see the link for your free hypnosis guide. Just jump into the show notes, click that link, and you have your free PDF hypnosis guide. There you go. Today's episode is brought to you by the Motor City Hypnosis Academy. So later this year, later in the summer, probably August, September, we don't have dates set yet because there's still a lot of, lot of um, details we have to get ironed out. But mm-hmm. we are going to be doing a five-day in-person hypnosis training. If you come to this training, you will have five days of hypnosis training by me, and you will leave as a certified hypnotist. You can take that, and you can start doing hypnosis on your own. There you go. The whole point of this training is in-person for five days. It's an intensive training. The, 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 the benefit of this is that you could go online and do a lot of these trainings for, I don't know, a couple hundred bucks or whatever, get this little piece of paper. But one is you don't have any interaction with real people. Right. You're just watching really videos. Mm. It would be like learning to be an electrician by watching YouTube videos. Yeah. I'm not saying it, it wouldn't be possible, but unless you do it, unless you're actually doing the work, right. you're not going to be ready to do it for real. Right. Or fly a plane. Yeah, or fly a plane, as as we mentioned in our last our last episode with our winner of the week. Yeah. So so this this will be five days in person intensive training. You'll leave as a certified hypnotist and be able to use that. Um, you know whether you want to do a second stream of income or even a second career. You know maybe you're I don't know. Um, you know what? My, my dad changed careers in his fifties. He yeah. he got fired from a blue collar job and went back to school and became a nurse. Right. Mid, middle 50s so there's it's never too late to change and do something you want so if hypnosis is something you've been interested in or maybe something you want to learn even if you don't use it for income it'd be it'd be a great thing to know right yeah it's a gig economy it kind yep. of is right? it is it, yeah. it is a gig gig economy and i also say I, I have another good friend he is um um don he's been on our show mm-hmm. um uh, way back, one of our first runs of shows, he started a uh, he started a spirits, tequila company. Yeah, yeah. He left corporate America, started a tequila company. So, there, so there are things. So, so if if you if you've ever thought about having a career in hypnosis, this is where you want to start because when you leave my five day training, you will you will be confident. You will know what you're doing when you leave, and that's right. the whole point of it. Because we will have live volunteers. You will actually hypnotize people during that training for that. I week. am. I already told you. And, and Matt's a volunteer. I'm a volunteer. He wants a volunteer. If you yep. really want me to do something, you know, whatever. So if you're interested in the class, go to my website, click on the academy link. It's at the top, uh, the academy page, and there's a there's a form there. Just a name and email, um, and that will kind of lock in your spot. Now we're, we're not. We don't have dates set. We don't have payments arranged yet or anything. But um, if, if you at least get that email to me, you, you've locked in a spot at least. You've, you've, you've pre-reserved a spot. So if you're interested in that, uh, hit, go to the website, go to the Academy page, and uh, fill out your information, and I will know that you are interested. And then once we set dates, we'll get back with everybody with all the details. Excellent. All right. It is time. Here we go. For winner of the week. How winning is done. So I'm a big proponent of laughter being the best medicine. You don't say. I I I enjoy funny things. I enjoy laughing. I enjoy just having a good time. And I, I guarantee you, it's hard to be sad when you're laughing. Correct. So this this story really 
like in, intrigued me. It really did. So this comes from the UK. Mm-hmm. The UK's public health services are officially prescribing stand-up comedy classes to men at risk of suicide from mental trauma or depression. Okay. After a pilot program proved outrageously successful. That's amazing. Okay. While stand-up is one of the hardest and scariest things most people could think to do, humor is also one of the most innate ways human beings process trauma. Right. Uh Uh-huh. Despite what social activists have for decades said about some topics being off-limits, British comedian Angie Belcher is showing that people exploring their personal history through comedy often makes them stronger and more resilient. Wow. This this really that's insightful. Really like, that, yeah, yeah, that's looking inside yourself, and I, then you and know. well, I mean, and if you notice, a lot of uh, what what we call dark comedy, yeah. like there are a lot of comics who joke about death or yeah. even death of family members or friends. I mean, if if you've Hi, seen Norm, if you've Norm ever, McDonald, Norm how McDonald, you doing? Yeah. If you've ever seen a roast of anyone, correct? It is it is brutal, but but that's that but but mm-hmm. they. It's it's like this connection with other human beings, mm-hmm. and even though it's it's it can seem mean or inappropriate or whatever, to them there's this connection of comedy in there. It's right. the connection of humor and everybody laughing. Wow. Okay. Go yeah. on. So Belcher is the pioneer of comedy on referral, a six week course for trauma survivors in Bristol that is now receiving National Health Service funding to expand its programs to London to help men at risk of suicide. Mm-hmm. Belcher, who describes herself on Twitter as a comedian in residence, also found Aftermirth Comedy Club, which helps celebrate parenthood and fight postnatal depression through stand-up comedy. Wow. Okay. She explained comedy on referral to The Guardian and why it has the power to change trauma survivors' mentalities. My course for trauma victims encourages them to process their trauma in a different way so they can change who the victim is and choose the narrative. They can actually go right down into, this is what I was thinking, and then this thing happened to me, said Belcher. This enables survivors to consciously use comedy to change their perspective of their experiences, but it also puts them in a physically powerful position because being on stage is very powerful. Mm. This week, Northwest London Integrated Care System, a large partner of various NHS trusts, rewarded Belcher's efforts with a grant in the hope to reduce British suicide rate by 10%. They admit they've never done anything like this before, but they're excited by the results. 20 men over the age of 18 who have had suicidal episodes are currently in the program in which Belcher works alongside psychologists hmm. to ensure that fine line between what's funny and what can be triggering. Right. I, I just I, I just found this this That's, fascinating. That is fascinating. So so you have people who are depressed and traumatized and, and, and suicidal in some cases. And like, hey, listen, you're going to do comedy. <laughs> It's, it it is sounds so counterintuitive, but at the same time, I feel like it's 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 brilliant. Uh-huh. It it is like I and I I say this to clients a lot. Like, let's use humor. I I I'm I'm a big proponent of humor and therapy, and and I tell my clients, hey, if if laugh if you need to, you know, I, I and and every client is different, and every client has a different perspective on what's funny and what's not. And and because some clients will say, oh, I know this is kind of rude. I'm yeah. like, you say what you need to say. Right. This is this is your space, this is a safe space to yeah. to to get out what you need. And and I'm also a big proponent with a lot of my clients. I give them writing writing assignments. Mm. 
I mean, especially people who like to write. Now, if you're not a writer, I'm not going to say you need to write. But people who express themselves through writing or drawing, mm -hmm. I use that. I'm like, you know what? You like writing. I want you to. I'm, I want you to write a. I want you to write a chapter, and I want you to put yourself in the situation, whatever traumatic situation that is. I want you to rewrite it. Hmm. Don't use yourself as a character. Go third person. Call right. the person whatever you want. You're basing it on your own experiences, but you're not push, putting yourself into the story. Right. But but it's 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 kind of rewriting that narrative to give them a different outlook on it. So when I saw the story, I'm like, this this is this is honestly, it's genius. But yeah. Like, listen, if you jump and break both of your legs, don't come running. To <laughs> right. <me. laughs> it's but it's it's again having humor and being able to experience humor right. as a, as a form of therapy, which I I totally. So speaking of that, uh, we we were Matt and I were talking about voiceovers uh, mm -hmm. and, and and movie stars and things like that before, yeah. And and talking about humor, we're gonna we're gonna hit on this. I told him about um, for those of you old enough to know who Orson Welles was, <laughs> yes, <laughs> he was an actor. Did a lot of voiceover work. Mm -hmm. Did a lot of commercials and voiceovers. He did a. <laughs> He did, he did a commercial for a wine for a wine and I uh -huh. don't remember it it'll, it'll be in it'll be I'm going to play the sound for you in a moment. He is drunk as a skunk is during he? these takes. Oh this is great. All right. And, you got to play and, and they and, and they're trying to do these takes and it is one of the funniest things. Whenever I need to laugh, I'll just put this on. All right. And if you want to find it, just say just look up Orson Welles wine on YouTube. All right. And you'll see the outtakes. There we go. So here we go. Orson Welles. Well, Turn camera. Marked. 102, take one. With overlap, action please. He's, he's just sitting in. You just do anything? He was just no, sitting in silence, sorry, staring. Yeah, really? <laughs> Here we go. What? 102, take two. Ah, the French champagne. It's always been celebrated for its excellence. There is a California champagne by Paul Masson, inspired by that same French excellence. It's fermented in the bottle, and like the best French champagne, it's vintage dated. So Paul Masson. Cut! Cut! Take three. One, two, take three. You got to see the video. He's rubbing his eyes. Ah, the French. Champagne has always been celebrated for its excellence. There is a California champagne by Paul Masson. Inspired by that same French excellence, it's fermented in the bottle and like the best French right, champagne, it's vintage dated. So Paul Masson... This is uh, the best the one. No, wait, the, the second one. He's rub So he's rubbing his eyes like he doesn't even know it. He's like, uh, you got to watch the video. All right, all right. And then he goes into action, please. Ah, the French <laughs> champagne has always been. So oh, oh, that, that, that kill. Uh, uh, the French. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, so yeah, so that's uh, Orson Welles wine. Look, look that up on YouTube and just just have yourself a laugh. It, it's one of my favorite things I've ever seen. Uh, Fair enough. I, and I can't take credit for finding that. That that was the, this was played years ago, back when uh, Drew and Mike were still on the air on oh, Riff. Okay. Uh, and they used to revisit this every once in a while, just to, just to, just just to have laugh. a laugh. Yeah. Just to have a laugh. So I I have to I have to give credit to them because they found it and I just have followed with it. That's great. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to watch that. So anyway, yeah, this program for for uh, comedians who are suffering with depression and trauma, winner right. of the week. All right, thank you.
That's how winning is done. Yes, it is. So, back to it. So you're on the stage. So yeah, we're on the stage. Did your pre-talk. We're doing stuff. We did a pre-talk. All I'm right. asking for volunteers. And again, I'm giving rules. You know, people who have good personality, people who are can follow directions, people who have a higher than average level of IQ. Then I get them up on stage. So here's the big thing. And th- Wait, what was that third one again? I get them. Oh, I'm just yeah, kidding. I know. <laughs> so they get on stage and they all sit down. So here, here's the thing that many people don't realize because I do a lot of, I, I, I give them a lot of direction before we even start to do anything. Say I have 20 people on stage. They all sit down. I'm like, okay, everybody stand up. I said, is anybody next to somebody they know very well? Ooh, okay. And they'll say yes, no, maybe. If they say yes, I'm like, okay, you switch with her. You move down here. So these are the volunteers that are on volunteers the stage. Volunteers that okay. are on stage standing in front of their chairs. Because you get clicks. I don't there. want yeah. people who know someone because it's too easy to want to talk to them right. or to see what they're doing. You if you're next to a stranger, it, it makes it more, you're more isolated, right. an individual. The other thing this does, and, and this is the whole thing of, of compliance, is that I'm telling them. I'm already giving them more. They're doing everything I say up to this point. Mm-hmm. Stand up. You move. Once they're moved, I'll rearrange randomly. I, I don't even care. Sometimes I'll try to put it male, female, just mm-hmm. to kind of mix it up. I just want people moving and following my directions. Sure. I'm already setting up this habit of saying yes. Ah, okay. Just by giving them directions. See, because I at that point, even... they're just they're just like, oh, yeah, okay, I'll move. Mm-hmm. They don't realize I'm getting yeses. I'm getting as many yeses as I, as I can from them before I start giving suggestions wow. for hypnosis. This is all psychological. Yeah. This has all been proven to work. So I get them sit down. Then I t- again, I give them specific instructions. Put both feet flat on the floor, hand on each thigh. From this point on, you follow my instructions. If you And, and here's the other thing, because a lot of people in a stage setting – while, while I believe everybody can be hypnotized, sometimes mm-hmm. with, with people watching and, and people on stage, a lot of people can get distracted. They just can't focus, sure. which is fine. But here's the whole thing. And I say to them, if you can't get hypnotized, I will never say that because I believe that they can. Mm. I'll say, if you're unable to follow my instructions, I'm just going to tell you to go have a seat because that puts the onus on them. And right. now they think, oh, oh I need I to follow to... instructions. Right. So again, again psychological. psychological. Yeah. This is this is all. I, I do the pretty much the exact same pattern in every show I do. You're putting to, to get every that decision, in. every yes, you're putting it yep. back on them. Yep, you're just the, the responsibilities on them. And and I I am not a magician. There's no magic thing, lightning bolt that comes out of my fingers and does this to people. They have to follow along. Correct. They have to willingly follow my instructions. So I put the onus on them. Love it. So then what we do is I just start with, I, and I tell them, deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth. Breathing, meditation, yoga, sleeping. Yeah. Everything starts with breathing. Of course. When you go to sleep at night, you breathe in, you breathe out, it becomes longer until you finally fall off into sleep. Mm-hmm. You go through stages of relaxation until you fall off into sleep. And I tell them that. I'm like, this is going to be just like when you go to bed at night. Your breathing slows down. It becomes, it becomes longer. Mm-hmm. And eventually you fall off into stages. So I, I'm, I'm putting all of these, these thoughts, the, these directions in their head of where they're going. Mm-hmm. They're not there yet, but I'm telling them where they're going to go. Again, mm-hmm. this is all suggestion right. even before they're hypnotized. <laughs> So, so you're somebody, just setting yourself up and them absolutely for success. Yeah. That that's the whole point. And people watching would be like, "Wow, how's he doing that?" And I'm like, "I'm just le- I, I, I'm just foreshadowing. That's mm-hmm. all I'm doing. Mm-hmm. This, this is what's going to happen. You're implanting. I'm implanting these thoughts. <laughs> they follow. They know where they're going. 
So finally we get to the point where I'm like, I, I, I have them focus on an object. This is the induction part. I have them focus on an object. I say, okay, I want you to open your eyes or keep your eyes open. Focus on an object in the back of the room. Right. Not a person, not something that's moving, a light, a sign, a window, sure. something. I want you to focus on it, but I want you to try not to blink. <laughs> wow, that's... Okay. So I, so I say, as you continue to breathe in and out, focus on your object and try not to blink. Now, mm-hmm. as soon as I say that, they want to blink. It, of it's, course they do. But the point here is I said, try not to. So I know they're going to blink because mm-hmm. trying means you're failing. <laughs> Damn. All right. So, so I'm already putting this, this thought in their eyes that they have to blink mm-hmm. or the thought in their mind that they, they have, have to blink. blink. And I'm like, it's okay if you blink, but try not to. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you can just see them struggling now. And, and the whole thing I want here, I, I, I don't care what else is happening. I just want their eyes to get fatigued. Uh-huh. That's what I'm shooting at for first. Oh my get their God. eyes fatigued. Hello. And then That's say, a secret right there. And, and Yeah, that is a secret because most people think, oh, he's just trying to relax them. That This is a whole step process. So finally, you know, I'll have them take a few breaths in and out. Now, again, and I keep saying your eyes feel like they're heavy, they're fuzzy, they're watery. I just give all these suggestions to make their eyes just feel like they're trying not to blink at the same time. Right, and they're trying not to blink. And then finally, I just say, now just close your eyes and notice that. Just focus on that sensation. And then finally, they can close their eyes. And it's it's such a relief for everybody. They're no longer trying to not blink. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And that, just that moment right there, I already can see who is probably going to be really good. Right. It, it, it's, I know it's a simple thing, but, but doing this as much as I have, I can see. Now, here's the key. Here's the key to the whole thing. And, and if people don't do this, I don't know why, because for me, it, this is easy. I say to them, now imagine, imagine your eyes are so relaxed. They're, they feel that, that the muscles around your eyes are so loose and so relaxed that even if you wanted to open your eyes, they, would, they just wouldn't work. Oh my God. Think about how that might feel. And I don't say that you can't. I just say, think about how that might feel. First, he's telling me not to try to not right? to blink. Now he's trying yep. me to. And then, I, then I'll even say, I said, it's almost as if somebody's put super glue on your eyelids uh-huh. and they're stuck down tight. Uh-huh. And I said, and, and I, I tell them, give your eyes a test and find that they just won't open. And the wording is very important that here. They just won't. Give like them a it. test. Because again, if you test, it means you're going to fail. Oh my gosh. All right. And find that they just won't open. Now, I can just stand in front of the 10, 20, whatever people I have on stage. If anybody opens their eyes, mm-hmm. I already know they're gone. Mm-hmm. And, and not in a mean way. I just like, they're not, they're not, they're not accepting that. That's, that is, and we go back to, uh, back to one of our prior, um, uh, 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 episodes mm-hmm. when we talked about Dave Ellman, one of the one of the fa- fathers of hypnosis. Okay, yeah. His induction involved this eye lock technique, huh. and this is like a modified induction that he would do in person in clinical work and also in, in in public. So as soon as you have the eye lock, they're already at that point. You know they're already in hypnosis, right? At least a certain, at least a minor there's level. There's a level there, of There's yeah, a level of hypnosis. Because yeah. if they can't open their eyes, then they've already accepted a suggestion. Now I can see, okay, huh. now I've got, my, I've got my pool of people. These are the people I'm going to work with. That's great. Yeah. And From it, the outside, it might think like, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. Why, did, why, did, why is he doing that? Mm-hmm. What does that matter? Um, and then I will say, once I have the eye lock, then I will say, in a moment... 
and and it's always I always want to give directions con, in a confusing manner. Okay. Because you you don't want the brain to to process. You want it to be kind of confused to mm-hmm. bypass that critical factor. Now I always say things like, "In a moment, but not yet." <laughs> I'm going to count to three. When I get to three, but not before. I want you to open your eyes, find your object you were looking at a moment ago, and immediately close your eyes. Okay. So here's, here, and here's what this thing is for. People may look at that and say, well, why is he doing that? This is called fractionation. Same principle that happens when you hit the snooze button in the morning. Okay. You wake up, hit the snooze button, go back to sleep for a couple of minutes. Hit the snooze again. Now, studies have shown that snoozers consistently get more tired as they snooze. Yes, they do. They, you, you do not get less tired every time you hit the snooze button because no. you go back into that, that system of going back into sleep mm-hmm. and then you go, it's almost as if you go deeper each time. This is what I'm doing with the eyes open and closed. Oh my goodness. It's like fractionation is what they call it. So anyway, get past that. That's the part where, okay, now we're getting in fairly deep and, and then the last time I say, this time your eyes are going to close and you go 10 times deeper and your heavy head will drop down to your chest. And again, I'm just, I'm not saying... Their head. I'm not saying your head's heavy. Yeah. I'm just saying your heavy head. Now, yeah. Everybody knows I'm talking to them. Uh-huh. So typically, you'll get that that that, that slump down the yeah. nod. Yeah. Um, and then what I'll do is I'll even test. I says now I'm going to test. I'm just going to come by and lift your wrist. And I tell them this because I want them to know. Mm-hmm. I don't want somebody to be shocked that right. that I grab a hold of the wrist. And I'll say your arm, your your the muscles in your arm are going to be like loose rubber bands or like a child's rag doll. Yeah, and as soon as I lift the wrist and it flops down, I know they're in. I, yep. I know. And so so we go through that. I go through all my volunteers. Then I come back and I say to them, in a moment, I'm going to count to three, open your eyes. Mm-hmm. And, I'll, and I'll, I'll say to them, any noise, any applause, any laughter is not going to, it's going to help you relax even further because now I want them separate from Right. I don't want. I don't want. I don't want any distractions. Right. The environment. You don't want them. Right. So. So I just add that to so that they'll become more relaxed when that happens. Okay. So then, I'll have them open their eyes and they're okay. Now they're back. I'm like, hey, welcome back, my volunteers. Let me get to know a couple people here. Now I'll do what's called an instant induction since they've already been under. I know they'll go right back. Huh. And this is the part that looks good on stage. It's not necessary, but I do it because the people are like. <gasps> I'll just go out and grab somebody's hand. I'm like, hey, look right here at my forehead. And I'll just like suddenly jerk their hand. Uh-huh. I won't pull it like, like it's coming out of the socket. It's just like a little jerk. Uh-huh. And I'll say sleep. And they'll just, they'll just fold over. Oh, my gosh. Yep. They'll just, it'll just fold over. And as soon as one is like that, it's like just knocking dominoes down. <laughs> and that, I don't have to do that. But the reason I do that is because from the crowd, that is like, like I, I'm, I'm a superhero or something. Right. Like, right, right, right. What is going on here? And it's really that's the whole point of a show is to put on a show. That's the whole point. I thank you for that. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So, so uh, let me let me uh, interject real quick. Yeah. So there was a movie, a magician movie, if yes. you will, and one of the magicians played by uh, Woody Harrelson. Mm-hmm. Now you see me, and uh, he yep. he would hypnotize people within seconds mm-hmm. so this process that you just described to us what how long is that process typically it probably in my case would be less than five minutes okay and how many people are you typically sometimes well i, I, I can be something as small as like four or five for like a house party type thing but okay. like university of florida i was just at a couple weeks ago right i had 40 kids on stage 40 40 kids. people 
I did have an assistant for that show yes. who helped me. Right. Uh, Missy Missy Herrick, shout out to the Princess of Hypnosis if you're listening. Awesome. She helped me out on that show awesome. because that's awesome. a lot of people to manage and see what's going on. Correct. But, yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. And here's the other thing that happens too. Oftentimes, like like say that somebody is is not quite responsive. Like if I say everybody clap, clap as fast as you can, and somebody's just barely moving, mm-hmm. I'll off mic just come up to them. And I'm like. Come on, go faster. You can do it. Go faster. I'll give them, I'll give them in, like encouragement, encouragement off mic yeah. just to kind of get them into it. Wow. You know? So that's, I guess that's another secret. Huh. Just to bring, bring them deeper into. Yeah, just, just to get them involved and just right. get them, them feeling comfortable. Yeah. Wow. All right. So I know that I, I didn't even go through the whole show yet, but, uh, but we're out of time, which is fine. <laughs> but um, if you guys want, I mean, do this. We can talk about more. I can go through. I'd like to at some point just go through a whole show, even, even if we play a show and I can describe what's going on. Well, that would be another possibility we could do. I'll tell you what. Um, is there going to be a part three? Uh, we could do a part three. All right. And, and I may do that. I may, I may just go in. We'll do a part three. Yeah. There, it's decided. Bam. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Matt, Matt's the problem solver. We're no, going to do the secrets of the stage part three because there's more, there is more to tell because we're just at the induction right now. I right. haven't talked about skits. Right. And how I get people involved in those and why they are the way they are. So, yeah. Because no, you know, part three, there's there, there's an entire show. Magicians yep. go through yep. a, a a cadence. Absolutely, you, as a hypnotist doing a show, you I go have a definite a ca- cadence and yeah. a definite order, and things are there for reasons. And I'll give you the secrets to those in part three of Secrets of the Stage. Awesome, that will be coming up. People on Facebook Live, thanks for jumping in again. You guys can always join us five o'clock Eastern Standard Time on, on Facebook, Facebook Live. Live. Yes. And uh, those of you listening on audio, thank you. Subscribe, join, collect, whatever you do, and podcast-y leave a review. Stuff. Yeah, do the yep. podcasty things. Yep, yes. do the podcasty things. All right, folks, be safe out there. Change your thinking, change your life, laugh hard, run fast, be kind. We'll see you next time. <laughs>